Hi, I'm Father Gregory Pine. And I'm Father Jacob Bertrand Jancic. And you're listening to the Catholic Classics Podcast, where we seek to grow our prayer lives by learning from the Church's greatest saints and teachers. Spiritual reading can be challenging for many Catholics, so this podcast is here to help. Each season, we'll read through a great work, unpack its timeless wisdom, and encourage you with practical tips for the pursuit of holiness. The Catholic Classics Podcast is brought to you by Ascension. This season, we are reading Ascension's edition of Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. To get your copy of the book and download the reading plan for this season, visit ascensionpress.com slash catholicclassics or text INTRO to 33777. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app. In this bonus episode, we will be reading the introduction to part one on the councils and exercises found at pages 19 through 21 of Ascension's edition of Introduction to the Devout Life. This introduction will give you an overview of what we will be covering in the following episodes for this part of the book. There are many things that we would like to do. Most of us would like to develop an exercise routine. Perhaps we would like to learn a foreign language or how to play a musical instrument. Unfortunately, though, we do not always get around to doing all the things we would like to do. Whether for lack of time, talent, commitment, or motivation, we leave quite a bit undone. What about our spiritual life, though? Have we gotten around to that? In this first part of the Introduction to the Devout Life, St. Francis helps us address this question. Forming good habits in the spiritual life is not easy. Each of us struggles to be consistent with prayer and steadfast in virtue, and no matter how tirelessly we work, we suffer many setbacks. If growing in the spiritual life were merely a matter of willpower, we would have already proven ourselves failures many times over. Fortunately, though, it is not. In the spiritual life, our hope for conversion and growth does not come from ourselves. It comes from God who desires all men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2.4 He is working tirelessly for our salvation, always prompting, moving, spurring, and bidding. We are not responsible for inventing or initiating the spiritual life. We are responsible for consenting to it and cooperating with it. In short, God has gotten around to our spiritual life. It is for us, then, to respond generously. With this confidence, we direct our gaze to the God who saves. Through our reception of His revelation and grace, we allow ourselves to become captivated by Him, drawn unto Him. Here, St. Francis is at the service of this communication by working to facilitate our encounter with the God who comes in search of us. What better way to animate our response than by extolling the grandeur of what lies in store? In this spirit, St. Francis begins part one with a commendation of the devout life. Devotion, he explains, is like a zest or fervor for divine things. It represents a quickness or readiness in the soul's response to God. If we were to describe charity as the queen of the virtues, then devotion should be thought of as its handmaid. It lends itself to our growth in the spiritual life. It opens us up to the God who saves. With this instruction and inspiration, we are better disposed to work at the endeavor that lies before us. Such a lofty vocation demands much from us, but it will not demand anything that God has not already promised to supply. Along the way, St. Francis warns, we will have to contend with our sin and our affection for sin. Will there still be setbacks? Certainly. But our perfection does not consist in never stumbling. Rather, our sanctity consists in always contending as long as we lose neither our vitality or courage. Provided that we keep our eyes on the God who saves, we can be assured of real conversion and growth. 
In this part, St. Francis characterizes the main ways in which we consent to and cooperate with God's revelation and grace. He identifies prayer, which seeks divine love, and the sacraments, which confer divine love. He will return to both themes in part two, but in this part, he begins to give descriptions of both. He describes prayer along the lines of our active reception of the devout life. It is not for us to control or to manipulate, but to receive. In this part, St. Francis de Sales gives templates for step-by-step meditations that we can work through in the context of dedicated prayer time. In these meditations, we are not getting a closed system of prescribed thoughts or a technique. Rather, we receive a kind of pedagogy. St. Francis takes us by the hand and leads us through what prayer is and what it looks like. At the heart of that exposition are the mysteries of the faith. By meditating upon these mysteries, he explains, we are drawn into the things of God and shaped by them. Finally, as we read, we discover that St. Francis is genuinely confident that the spiritual life is for us. He believes that this is an effort that is not reserved to the pious or the disciplined or confined to the rectory or cloister. It is for us, for the parent, the student, the accountant, the mechanic, for each one of us, no matter our circumstances or state in life. This conviction is not based on a vague, democratic notion of fairness. It's based on St. Francis' own encounter with God. So, with St. Francis, we can echo the refrain, I am truly called to the devout life. Sure, our human resources are insufficient to the task. We cannot set out to live the divine life with merely human effort. Rather, we believe that we are called to devotion because God desires it for us. He created us for it, and he redeemed us for it. With St. Francis, we too can afford to be hopeful, for God has indeed gotten around to our spiritual life.